0: Being on the front line, they're able to really easily put those ideas, oftentimes, into practice with their patients. You know, they may consider combination type therapies and see synergistic results with those therapies. So they're coming up all the time with new ideas, new ways to treat possibly new drugs or combinations. And when they do that, they're actually involved in an inventive process and they're conceiving of inventions. And so one possibility is that they might consider protecting that intellectual property. And the way to do that is by filing a patent application on their invention.
1: I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Two things before we get started. The views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those of Dr. Carter or this podcast. One of our podcast partners has just announced special pricing for our listeners. Wharton's Jelly allograph for $475 per cc. You heard that right, only $475. White papers are available. This is for a limited time, so act now. Why pay double or triple the price from other providers? To learn more or to order, text your name and the word JELLY, J-E-L-L-Y, to 561-962-1231. Write that down. It's 561-962-1231. On with the show. Hi, this is Dr. Ross Carter with the Regenerative Warrior podcast. I'd like to welcome our guest, Daniel Nevervy. Welcome. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and
0: so we get to know you. Sure. Again, my name is Dan Nebervie. I'm a biotech and pharmaceutical patent attorney Mm -hmm. at Nebervie Patent Law Group. Our firm is based in Washington, Mm D.C., and we work with individuals and companies mostly in the biotech and pharma And regenerative medicine space help them to protect their intellectual property, their ideas, patents, and trademarks. So
1: why would a doctor want to even consider using a service like that?
0: Well oftentimes doctors are sort of on the front lines of technology. They see patients every day, they treat disease, they're highly aware of the technologies and the therapies that are used to treat those patients and you know mechanistically they have a very solid understanding of the disease and the ideology and how to treat and so So, you know, sort of being on the front lines, they often have ideas that they are able to come up with, new therapies, they're attending conferences, they see the latest science, and being on the front line, they're able to really easily put those ideas oftentimes into practice with their patients. You know, they may consider combination-type therapies and see synergistic results with those therapies, so they're coming up all the time with new ideas, new ways to treat Possibly new drugs or combinations. And when they do that, they're actually involved in an inventive process and they're conceiving of inventions. And so one possibility is that they might consider protecting that intellectual property. And the way to do that is by filing a patent application on their invention.
1: So a doctor has come up with an idea or a method of treating a patient in a certain way that seems to be getting results and it's unique in some way. And so he says, you know, I want to create this as my own thing. So they would want to file a patent for that.
0: Well, they may even want to consider a patent strategy before they treat a patient, because as soon as you start treating patients, it's a possible public use, which could potentially bar your uh, patent from becoming issued. So... They should consider uh, possible IP protection once they have the idea. If they're doing some research, making any new inventions before treating, then consider a strategy at that stage.
1: Okay, so a physician has come up with an idea, they want to make it their
0: own, so they would consider a patent. Correct. When you create an invention, there are lots of different possibilities. One is you could keep that as a trade secret and you don't disclose any of it to the public. A good example of that is the formula for Coca-Cola. And the possibility of exploiting that is infinite amount of time, as long as you maintain secrecy of your invention. Another possibility is just to not pursue any intellectual property protection at all and just dedicate that to the public, disclose to the public. A lot of research results are just published in scientific journals. They never file patent applications on them. That's another possibility. Another possibility is to file a patent application. So if you think that there's any commercial potential for your invention, most likely the best course of action, at least in the biotech, the medical, the pharmaceutical field, is to file a patent application because it's going to take oftentimes a lot of time and money in order to commercialize that and you're not going to be able to raise that money unless you have patent protection because once you create the idea and spend the money to develop it and research it if you can't protect it with a patent anybody else could come in and free ride and copy off of all all of the work that you've done so you need to consider patent protection
1: so what is the difference between say a trademark a patent a copyright i don't know the difference Okay. Well, a
0: patent is typically protecting something that's useful. So if you have a new composition, a new method of treatment, a new process, something that involves in the biotech or pharma space, it could be a new method of treating a patient, a new composition of matter, a new drug. It could be a combination of drugs. It could be a method of making the drugs. Those are called utility patents. And that's what you can protect with patents. Trademarks go more towards protecting the product by you know, a brand name. So, for example, Coca-Cola is a trademark that protects a certain drink. And it's got nothing to do with the technology per se. It's just something that the consumers are able to identify as a source of goods using that particular trademark. Got it. And how about copyright? Copyright deals with protecting you know, creative works. So, writing, songs, artistic creations. Oh, okay. Got it. So, they're very different. Quite different. Quite different. But all fall under the umbrella of intellectual property.
1: So, if somebody's considering, they think they have a great idea that they want to... Keep as their own, I guess, is what we're trying to do. How does one even start the
0: process? What is it they start? What do they look for? Well, the process typically involves, you know, and again, the doctors are very highly aware of the technology mechanisms. They can review the scientific literature, start to review some of the patent literature, or be directed to that to see if what they've come up with is novel, now, there are a lot of things that are not in commercial development or have been commercialized, but yet there's patents on them. Somebody's often says, oh, I've come up with this great idea. It's not out there. There's nothing out there like it, but it may be that it hasn't been commercialized, but somebody filed a patent application on it 10 years ago. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show,
1: have Dr. Carter present at your event, podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allografts, exosomes, supplements, legal health, or how to create a million dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's
0: Jelly Special. On with the show. So the first place to start would be to, it's not necessary to file a patent to do a search, but a good idea is to do a quick search in the patent literature to see if anybody's come up with that idea before. And then if not, if there's potential commercial opportunities to consider filing a patent application. And that can be done as a first step as a provisional application. It's a relatively low cost official fee. And then there's no formal requirements for filing a provisional, although you should have an adequate written description and It should be enabled, and so it's best to engage with a you know, patent agent or a patent attorney who can help draft the application um, so that it has uh, adequate support for any later filed application, and then within one year, you can convert that provisional application to a non-provisional application or even file an international application that could give you rights in, you know, over 200 countries potentially. And it gives you also time to evaluate, raise capital, consider, you know, what the commercial value proposition is for the
1: invention. So once they do the research and then they do a filing, what happens during that period of time?
0: What's going on? It's a lag time, I guess, of how long? How long does it take? Well, you file your patent application, and then, let's say it's a provisional, you have to file your real application, which gets examined within one year. And then during that one-year process, from the time you file your provisional, you can be further developing the invention, maybe doing experiments. You have a filing date and a priority date. You can actually, at that point, if you file the quality provisional, start to disclose your invention to others and sort of see what the commercial opportunities and options are. You should always do that under an NDA, if possible, so that you don't lose any rights in case you're making any changes to your filing. But, you know, once you file your real application within one year, which could be either a U.S., non-provisional, or an international application, you know, it's not going to be examined for a few years after that. And then the patent may issue even a few years after that. So from the point of the initial filing, you know, it's usually three to four years until the patent might issue And, you know, a lot could happen with technology in three or four years. You can create some partnerships, start a company, raise capital, start treating patients, uh, potentially depending on what it is you're doing, maybe on an experimental phase or clinical trials. But there's a lot of development that goes into developing an invention and commercializing it from the time that a patent application is filed.
1: So once they file it and it's, I guess, accepted, is it called patent pending?
0: Is that what that term? Once you file a patent application, you can consider your patent as patent pending. It hasn't issued or granted yet. It needs to be examined by an examiner at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. The examiner will decide, depending on how what's claimed, whether it's patentable or not. And that's a process of negotiation back and forth between the patent attorney and the examiner at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And usually there's a couple back and forth, and then there's an agreement on what would be considered allowable in terms of the claims. And then once that's determined, the patent will issue and then that is the you know enforceable patent right
1: And what does that actually allow the person, I mean, enforceability, what does that mean? What
0: that means is that once the patent grants, it doesn't grant the inventor or the patentee the right to make the invention, but it grants the patentee the right to exclude others from making, using, or selling the patented invention or importing it. So it's an exclusionary right. It allows them to prevent others from practicing the invention but my question would be something to the effect
1: of when somebody has an invention i mean if you modify it to some degree then you can have a different invention, I guess. I mean, so what about that situation? How does that work? It's
0: common for inventors to say, okay, well, here's the product that I want to create. And so it could be a very specific compound, for example. It could be a very specific formulation with A, B, C, D, and E components. And then somebody later comes along and say, well, I'm going to create like a slightly different compound or I'm going to add an additional component. And so the product won't be identical. But with the IP, and this is why it's important to consider consult with an experienced practitioner they're able to consider a claim and so you know think of a claim as like a plot of land and so even though within the plot of land there might be a tree which is the actual product there could be other possible trees which could be other possible products that are still bounded within that plot of land and so the trick is to try to create that plot of land that's going to cover you know as many trees as possible not just your tree <laughs> that makes, that makes sense. Yeah, it does i got it yeah you want the whole forest exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like that so if somebody is really thinking they have a great idea they want to put a patent on it you now you're specialized in this So how would they get in touch with you to get the process started?
0: You know, they could just go to our website, get our contact information and send us an email, give us a call, tell us that they would like to talk to us about possible invention. We would set up a phone conference. We would get some basic information about what their invention is, you know, determine that we're free of conflicts and then have an engagement where we set forth what they would like us to do and then what we would do for them. And, you know, we would provide the service for them.
1: Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allografts, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million dollar business card to dominate your local area. We're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561 561- 962 1231 Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing signing off.